Welcome to That Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. I'm Anita, your host, and our topic this week is love. Some people want it, others say everyone needs it, but how many of us know how to successfully thrive at it? My guest today is a sought-after couples counselor in the D.C. area. From her private practice, Selah Wellness and Therapeutic Services, she helps individuals, couples, and groups with relationship issues as well as anger management problems. Welcome licensed clinical social worker Sharon Lawrence to the show. Hi, Sharon. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you for having me. What made you go into the mental health field? Oh, wow, I have to say it started in college. Um, that's where my internships were based. And whether it was working with children or adults, um, I realized that I always had a passion in working one-on-one -on -one with individuals. And so even though I went into many different areas with foster care, working in the court system, developmental disabilities, I've always had my foot in that door, you know, working with mental health. Helping others. Yes. Why, when did couples counseling become your sweet spot? I have to say in 2017. Okay. When I launched CELA, I didn't know that that was gonna be the bulk of my work. I knew I wanted to make an impact with couples, but then I realized that, you know, I said, okay, I have a gift and I wanted to use it to help couples really build upon, you know, where their strength areas were mm -hmm. and help them to grow. So that was really key for me. And so I've been going through so many trainings right now, just trying to make sure that I can continue to provide adequate services to them and make sure that I'm helping them build. Out of all of the various specialties within the mental health arena, mm -hmm. why couples? Would individuals be easier because it's just that one person or? No, I think it really varies. I mean, I have some people that I see individually and then I end up meeting with them and their significant others or spouses. And so I think it's just a different arena on both ends, but sometimes they have these concerns that I just kind of hone in on and I help them strengthen their individual lives as well as their relationships one-on-one. -on -one. Did you counsel couples when you were single? I did. That was a challenge. I was, I was that was a challenge. <laughs> that was a big challenge. Um, it's almost as if you're working with parents who say, do you have children? Right. And I would say, no, I don't have children, but I've learned a lot about resources and tools to really help you be successful. And, it, and I always tell them, give me that opportunity. Right, I'm not your good girlfriend down there exactly. at the shop. Exactly. I exactly. have been formally yes. <laughs> trained yes. and indoctrinated. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'll get the same question with so couples. So was it harder for them to trust you? Did you have to, what did you do to, did you, first of all, did you have to break that wall down? I did. Because then, I had to make sure that they felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. I had to make sure that they understood that I was not portraying to be something that I wasn't. Okay. And, but I wanted them to know that I had a skill set. And I wanted the opportunity to support them. And so with a lot of check-in, making sure I'm answering questions, um, I wanted them to feel safe in working through their issues with me. But there was always that challenge, but I always let them know I'm fair because I saw good marriages in my life and I saw some really healthy marriages in my life. So I, I had not only that foundation growing up, mm -hmm. I also had the skill set that went along with it. What are some of the things that you can do to, to break that wall down? 
in terms of helping the couples understand yes. what I'm doing. Mm. Answering questions, being open, being very transparent, not too transparent. I mean, you're not saying, hey, come home with me and see what my life is like, <laughs> but making sure that they don't feel like I'm saying, okay, just do what I tell you to do and you'll be okay. No, really having that dialogue about where they are, helping them to process through issues and just showing a lot of understanding, just like you're teaching them how to have a lot of understanding and patience with one another you're asking for that same level of patience and understanding with you as a clinician because you want them to trust you and understand that you are a supporter of them growing. So tell me, what has been your most difficult, I guess, case or situation so far? <sighs> when someone says, I want to save my marriage, but they have no desire to do the work and encourage them encouraging them, excuse me, to do the work and then they still won't do it. So week after week, that is always the challenge. If you can get at least two steps, I see that as progress. That's progress. And I highlight it as if it was, remember the old blimps in the sky? Yes. Where they would fly around the stadium? Right, right. I highlight Good it. Year. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. I highlight it just like that. And I let them know that that was big, even if they only saw that, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was a big deal. And so that encourages them to do more. And so, but the biggest challenge has been when they don't want to do the work, but they just want it to miraculously happen and change overnight. And I, I you said, a therapist, not... you make it happen. Yeah, I have no <laughs> magic wand. We give that scenario. Right. <laughs> Right. If you had a magic wand, what mm -hmm. would you do and what would you desire? But the reality is that you don't. So what are you willing to do? What are you willing to try differently? Are there cases where one spouse is willing but the other is not? Yes. That's but they I'm both saying. show up for counseling? They both show up. And, and one may say, well, they made me come. <laughs> I'm here because they want me here. And I won't say he or she because, you know, right. it varies. Right. It really does. People always think it's probably the wife. But it's not always the wife. And so they say, well, I'm here because they, they, they made me come. And if I don't come, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to fix it. And so I work with whatever they present with. If they keep coming, that good year blimp. Yes. <laughs> Thank mm -hmm. you so much for showing up again. Let's kind of work through where we are. Oh, your today. patient sister. <laughs> Honey. Well, by, by session five, I will say, you know, okay. if they're not doing anything, I will say, okay, what do you want to do? Because I can't do the work for them. Right, right. But I will say, if you're not willing to do the work, sometimes I have to have that hard discussion with them and say, I don't want you to keep coming if you really don't want to do the work. I can only be that second conductor in the train as long as you're continuing to drive it. But I can't do anything if the train is stuck. And their response to that usually is? No, 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 we, we, we want to do the work. And I think that's when the light bulb comes on for so many of them. What are the top three problems that couples generally come to you with? Communication, lack of understanding. And it's a tie in my, in my mind from what I've seen, okay. finances and infidelity. And, really, and you would put finances at number three? Yeah. Wow, I was thinking number one. Mm -hmm. The biggest issue. And when you say a lack of understanding, mm -hmm. a lack of understanding each other. Each other. They, they feel like, well, initially, 
we understood each other, we can work through problems, and now it's like I'm talking to a brick wall. That honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. over. Now I say something, they, we're mm -hmm. not on the same page. Mm -hmm. um, and with that comes, in their mind, disrespect. Okay, okay. A dismissive response. Okay. You know, so it creates more stress. But if you can get through that communication piece, you can start dealing with more, better conflict resolution skills. So you said number one was? Communication. And the communication issue generally is one isn't listening or? Not listening, not understanding, or just not talking. You have some couples with one just completely shuts down and one is doing most of the talking, but that's not communicating. So let's say you have a couple mm -hmm. that are going through that 10 year itch and he says that she mm -hmm. has shut down because a lot of the times, you know, it could fall on either, mm -hmm. but the, 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 the way the behavior is acted out mm -hmm. tends to be a little different mm -hmm. based on who's soft, who's not, right. who has the stronger personality. Mm -hmm. So I should say that he says that she has just completely shut down. Right. And she used to um, do her hair and she mm -hmm. used to do her makeup. And now that, you know, we got all these little tax deductions, these little kids running around. <laughs> she just, I don't know who this woman is. Mm -hmm. What would your response be to that situation? I would ask her, what, what changed? What happened? And I would ask her to give me a full account of where she felt things change. And, and, and actually, I would even backtrack. If that's what he says to me, I'm going to say, mm -hmm. give me more. What do you mean she changed? When, what was it like before? Give me some more background. And then I will ask her, is, is that accurate what he's saying? Because I want to confirm it. Okay. Because in her mind, she may say, no, I'm still doing things the same way. She may see it completely differently. So it's about perception too. Okay. And so then I will go in and say, okay, well, tell me what has changed for you, if it has, and when did it start? Because I would want to know what happened to her. And she says, well, we have kids now, and he just doesn't understand that. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to always do my hair, or always mm -hmm. walk around in makeup. I don't have time to always walk around in the latest fashion. Why spend money for a top that's going to end up with baby spit up all over it? It just doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly involved in the lives that my kids have now created. Mm. I would then start to explore what she sees her relationship like with her husband versus it only just being about being a mother because that means now that she's focused on being a mom, maybe she's not realizing that the marriage is being neglected and he's not fully expressing his needs. He's saying what issues or concerns he has, mm -hmm. but he's not saying what he really wants to say. And that is, I miss my wife. Right. Yeah. I miss dating my wife. Mm -hmm. I miss having that connection. And that's the word. Yes. Dating. 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 It's important. Cause he, when you all get married, and mm -hmm. I say you all, cause I'm not crossing that threshold. <laughs> But when you all give me, yes. anytime there is a change in life, there's a change in person. Yes. I so agree. it's totally unrealistic to mm -hmm. think that no matter how much you spend or don't spend mm -hmm. on the wedding, mm -hmm. that that person you initially met is going to be the person that you have five, 10, 15 years down the road. Mm -hmm. You do change, 
but I often will tell people when they're trying to restore their relationships. Okay. Halfway through, um, I do a curriculum called Prepare and Rich. And halfway through that curriculum, I give the couples a date jar. Well, we call it a love jar. Mm -hmm. And the assignment is that they are to split the sticks up on the inside and write down date night ideas, whether it's in the house, in the community, under $40, over $40, <laughs> planning required, meaning it may be out of town. And the goal is to get them to get excited about doing stuff again like they used to. Mm. So it's kind of like a boost to say, yeah, we needed this versus well, you want to go out? No, I'm too tired. Let's just order Chinese. Okay. <laughs> and then you look up and it's Monday again and you have not left the house right. or even gone on a date with one right. another. And so looking for ways to help them revive and restore that relationship. And you're right. It may not be like the very beginning, but you can definitely enjoy your marriage. You can definitely enjoy your marriage. We'll be right back after this quick message to talk about how to help you and your significant other understand each other better. What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true authentic self? It is possible and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage, how to become whole, healed, healthy, and happy. Shares how to resolve emotional baggage. And feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And we're back with Sharon Lawrence, licensed clinical social worker here in the D.C. area. Yes. Everyone brings her their couples questions and issues. We were right in the middle mm -hmm. of talking about three problems that mm -hmm. couples generally come to you with. Mm -hmm. So we talked about communication. Yes. Now, that's understanding each other. Mm-hmm. Understanding each other, that's interesting. So you're talking about when you get to a phase of feeling like your, your, your partner's not hearing you. Okay. And so that's where the misunderstanding comes in. Mm -hmm. So you're saying one thing, but you mean another, or you're saying something and mean exactly that, and just feeling like they're not getting it, which means they're not really understanding what it is you're saying or the message behind your issue or concern with okay. them. And so that's always a big issue with the couples that come in. And I will always stress to them, it's so important that you listen to understand and not listen to respond. Because the quick response is to always be ready to have a response. It's like while they're talking, they're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm getting my, Snap my response. Back. Right, right. I'm come back because I got three things that I want to tell them, right. <laughs> you know, and I can see it brewing even in the session sometimes. And I'll say, okay, well, before you respond, let's go a little bit deeper into why your spouse or your partner feels this way, you know, and go deeper into what the root of the issue is, because sometimes they'll start right, they'll hold it in and it will pile up or I call it stuffing or layering. 
and they never deal with the issues as they come up. And so as the issues continue to grow, they start to become more frustrated, more agitated, more annoyed. <laughs> These all anger management terms, you know. Right. And then you get to anger because you're feeling like my spouse or mate does not understand who I am, okay. what my needs are, what I feel, why I feel it what I need from them, you know? Why are they not getting it? So when one spouse feels that way, mm -hmm. comes into your office and express that, mm -hmm. what is, say, maybe a, a homework assignment that you would give them to help them work through that issue? One of the assignments is called a wish list. And I will ask them to write down three things that they wish that their mate would do differently moving forward. And that's always a difficult one because they have to do the assignments together. <laughs> so Ooh. they're hearing it beforehand. Okay. We don't want to wait a whole week. I want to hear how they responded to the assignment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to hear, did it actually produce a dialogue between the two of them? Okay. Like, and how did it make them feel hearing what the other person was saying? Because part of that assignment is making sure they're listening and not quickly responding. Because the point is not to solve it in that moment. I want to make sure you get to the point where you can just learn to listen. Mm. Because that's the key. If you can learn to listen and hear the message underneath, it really can dissolve a lot of issues. Yeah. It really can. But when you're ready to be on a defense, you're constantly going back and forth, tit for tat, and you never actually solve a problem. And when one person speaks, the well, other person I remember person shuts when you down. did. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, right. wait, that right. was 30 years ago. Right. I forgot right. about that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what ends up happening. Okay, so number three was where you put finances and infidelity. Yeah. Because can, I, a, can a couple work, them, work themselves back into a healthy relationship from infidelity? It is possible. Woo. And it's about forgiveness. Mm, that's a strong word, sis. How... Forgiveness is big. Mm. Now that I will say that is a tough one because of the hurt, mm -hmm. the pain, the embarrassment, the shame on both parts, you know, both parties. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot to manage and to be able to work through. Couples have resolved it. Doesn't mean they forget, but they do choose to forgive and move forward because marriage, the commitment that they made to one another, for better or for worse, is very important to some people now. Some people will say, oh no, for better, yes. For worse, I'm out of here. To the left, to the left. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so they're like, no, oh, I'm, I'm not doing this. But for some couples, they will say, I want to get beyond this. What's the first step? When, when the wound is still fresh mm -hmm. and Bleeding. Mm -hmm. What is the first step to beginning to emotionally heal and work to a place where you can begin to start mm -hmm. the healthy? Mm -hmm. I'll say scream <laughs> if you need to. Uh -huh. But talking about it, whether it's in therapy, whether it's in prayer, whether it's in journaling, whatever your outlet, use it not to bash but to truly process what's happening with you. Mm. I strongly encourage going to individual therapy because when you have some severe traumas like that, couples counseling 
is key, but that is when you also say, I think it's best that we also have individual sessions because that person needs to be able to feel like they have a time of their own to work through their pain, but being able to talk about it. So I have sessions where they may come in and I let them talk. And I, I ask the spouse okay. to just listen, even if you don't agree. So when the spouse that committed the infidelity says, how much longer am I gonna have to listen to this? Mm -hmm. Well, normally it goes, I, I do both sides. So when one is speaking, I, then I give them the same space or room to respond. But when they say, well, you know, this, that happened mm -hmm. three months ago, mm -hmm. they need to just get over it. Mm -hmm. I would say, hmm, that's difficult. Why do you think she should just get over it? And I would take them back to what the actual trigger was or the root cause of it or how it happened. And I would say, it took some time to get to that point. Yes. So it's gonna take some time to heal, which means not only is there hurt on a person who feels like their spouse cheated on them, there's hurt on a person who actually committed the infidelity because a lot of times you will hear that they feel like they were neglected or they went through something in their own way, <laughs> or it could be it was just the behavior, could be. But in some cases, there's some hurts on both ends. And I always try to make sure that I'm hearing both sides and that they are hearing each other. But yeah, I will say it's gonna take, this is gonna take time. It's almost like working with couples with substance abuse. They're looking for something quick mm -hmm. and it takes time to go through that. And sometimes years. So they don't have 30 days. Why haven't they fixed themselves yet? Oh, we're going to have, we're going to have to find that magic wand <laughs> <laughs> that I don't have. <laughs> so. so, okay. So now let's talk about the other side real quick. Let's okay. talk about improvements. Mm -hmm. Say a couple hasn't had any type of severe trauma, mm -hmm. but they've gotten into a routine mm -hmm. and they're looking to improve their relationship. Mm -hmm. That enrichment that strengthening. What are some of the things that they can do or ways that they can improve their relationship? Well, one of the things again is the date night jar. Okay. Another thing is for 15 minutes every night, talking to one another, like checking in with one another, how was your day? So kind of making sure they're incorporating, communicating with one another every day. Because sometimes, like you say, you get into that routine and you're kind of just passing each other in the wind. And it's like, hey, love you. What's for dinner? Okay, what are you watching? Okay, good night. And then you wake up and you do it again. <laughs> On over and over. And you call, and over. hey, what time are you coming home? Okay, see you when you get home. What do you want for dinner? And it, it's a cycle. And you look up and when something small, as I call small traumas or right, small situations, right, right. and they don't know how to handle them, even the small situations. And it's because you're not communicating on a regular basis. And so I encourage 15 minutes a day Spending time together is the biggest piece. That quality one-on-one time, one -on time with no cell phones, not wow. with other people. Like if you're really looking to right, right. establish your relationship with one another, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you go out with six couples because now you're socializing with all these people. You get to hide behind somebody else. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. When right. you say, well, what about us? Right. And so it's very important that you spend time one-on-one. -on -one. Another thing is intimacy, making yeah. sure that you're spending time. And intimacy does not just mean in the bed. Right. It could be yeah. sitting together. It can be holding hands. It could be facing each other, looking at each other one-on-one -on -one in the eye. 
that's one of the things that I've noticed. When couples are working through issues and I say, look at your partner and say that, they say, we don't look at each other. And these are people who are married, but they don't look at each other. So it feels weird. And I always tell them, looking each other in the eyes is a form of intimacy. Mm -hmm. It builds trust. It helps you to create a safe space or safe place when you have concerns, you know you can go and trust that person and don't feel like you can't approach them when you have a concern. Increased communication, like I said. Okay. But the other thing is doing temperature checks, whether it's quarterly, monthly, every few months. How do you think we're doing? Are you happy? Being okay, not being afraid to ask that question. Me and my husband, we do that all the time. Okay. <laughs> you happy? And I'm like, you better be. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> But we do that. Mm -hmm. Are you okay? Are we okay? And we're like, yep, we're good. You know, and then there's some days we go, okay, wait, remember that situation? Okay, can we talk about that? And then we'll sit down and talk about it. And then sometimes it's one of those days where you go, oh, that was a tough one. I don't know if I could talk about that right now. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, so you have, yeah. you have those moments. So you have to say, how do you work through those? So even my husband, we've done Prepare and Rich. We practice the same skills that I share with my couples. So that, I know it works. I know it works. Lastly, mm -hmm. this week I heard something very interesting on the radio. Okay. So let's say the couple is, have been through a number of infidelities mm. on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, but they are currently separated. Okay. Trying to work it out and get back together. Okay. However, they, when they separated, mm -hmm. they both purchased homes. Mm. Okay. Neither wants to give up their domicile. Oh, wow. Are they sure they want to be married? <laughs> that was, this, that was, that was, as listeners, that was our first question. <laughs> yes. Um, we're in such a different time. Mm-hmm where people view marriage, um, for some, not all, they view marriage loosely. And so for some, they, they make up different rules for what works for them. Okay. And so someone may look at that and say, well, why not? If it works for them, do it. From the work that I do, I look at it from the perspective that it's better to be together. Like if you're gonna work on it, work on being together under the same roof. under the same roof mm -hmm. roof because if you're living in two separate homes how does that work is it like we go back and forth a week here a week there I would really question if they wanted to be married so, if they truly wanted to live together and work on their marriage <laughs> relationships whether at work school or home can be very hard to maintain. The foundation to any relationship is a very basic level of respect. Before you accuse someone of disrespecting you, ask yourself, how do you show respect to yourself? To reach Sharon Lawrence, visit mycelawellness.com. Relationships become easier as you become more emotionally whole. Make the commitment to start your journey to emotional healing today. I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out thatanitalive.com for where and when to see our next episode.